0: Welcome to the Prophecy Club. topic today is a new coverstone dream and it's saying that the church needs to wake up and I think it is directed to all of us watchmen. Now let me just say what it's going to say, the points you want to see before we get to it, and then after we get done I encourage you to stay to the end because I'm going to tell you what you need to do should you desire to look for a church, which of course I'd recommend. First of all, From the dream, it is making the point point that watchmen are late. They're late in the game, late in getting the warning up, but it's not too late. And watchmen should expect to be blocked from entering people's attention. That includes churches, but that includes also just simply talking about the end times. Sad to say, most Christians are wearing costumes, which means they're playing games with God. Watchmen are the scarecrows of the church and they're not necessarily to be accepted because they are supposed to bring a warning, and that warning, in that we're in the last days, is scary. Demons are preaching, and they're saying, do as thou wilt, which is the whole of the law. That's what Satanism teaches. They're also saying instead, grace is wonderful, and what they're really doing is allowing sin. Most church leadership, according to this dream, believes that Jesus' church to be our church. In other words, the church leadership thinks it's their church. They're violating foundations of scripture. In other words, the average American church is not doing it right. And sad to say, I agree with that. In case, by the way, you've been out searching for churches, you've probably been pretty disappointed with what you find in America. Also, the average church leadership believes that we no longer need to follow scripture. and if you stay in costume, it's saying you'll miss heaven, that we are to warn the church because many will listen, woe to those who do not listen, and get ready, watchman, it's going to be a struggle to get out of the watchman's, well, all people in the church, is going to be a struggle to get out of the costas, costume, but you must text it, and then I'm going to get to what do we do, specifically how to choose the church, okay, to the dream. October 15, 2022. He calls it the Halloween dream. I think it has nothing to do with Halloween. I think it has to do with people wearing costumes. In other words, they're playing games with God, and God is not playing games in these last days. It starts with, I was running through a large parking lot filled with cars covered with Christian bumper stickers. I was running towards a large church I did not recognize and knew I was about 15 minutes late and kept looking at my watch. I got to the front door, started in when an usher in a vest-marked usher said, you're late. I said, I know, and headed towards the sanctuary door. Several others approached me as I approached the door and reminded me I was late. I kept saying, I know, I know. By the way, the reason he's saying late is because, again, I'm not ready to say we're in the tribulation. But I think everyone will agree, if we're not in it, we're very close. And the hour is late. We don't have long before great trouble hits and Jesus returns. Approached the door and reminded me that I was late. I kept saying, I know, I know, but with the intention of getting in the door. I got my hand on the door handle, started to pull, when an usher came through and told me I was late. I shut the door behind him and blocked him from entering. He shut the door behind him and blocked me from entering. He stared and glared at me and said, it's too late to go in. But I knew that I had to get in there As soon as possible. I turned and approached another door and was blocked from it as well by another having usher. But this one was wearing a Halloween costume like Raggedy Ann or Andy. I asked him why he was wearing a costume and he said, I'm not wearing a costume. He went to spin around so I could see the back and slipped into the sanctuary, meaning that including the ushers and the people in many of the congregations out there, they're not being themselves. They're not being true and honest with the Word and with Jesus. They're playing games. They're, how should we say, just walking through the steps. He went to spin me around so I could see the back, and I slipped into the sanctuary. I took the nearest seat about five rows from the back of the sanctuary, about 30 rows from the front. The man speaking from the pulpit was wearing a clerical robe and collar and was speaking about how to live as a Christian. He stated... The Ten Commandments are outdated in practice and in principle, and a new set of ideas was needed. This got my attention, so I looked around to see the response from this congregation. It was then that I saw that most of the congregation were also wearing Halloween costumes. In other words, many of the Christians going to church, even though they're going to church, they're playing games. They're playing games with God. There were only a few that were not costumed, and they looked very uncomfortable with the words that the man spoke. The man continued by saying, you should be able to do whatever you want to do, whenever you want to do it, and that grace is our friend more than our foe. And it's sad to say, that's, I mean, most of the churches are pre-trib, most of the churches saying we will see no sorrow, just like Revelation says, I set a queen and she'll see no sorrow, therefore shall her plagues come in one day death, mourning, and famine, and she shall be utterly burned with fire for strong as the Lord God who judgeth her. Back to the dream. The usher grabbed my arm saying, stop looking around. Sit still and pay attention and placed a scarecrow costume in my lap saying, put it on. He walked away gruffly and I saw that a few of those not wearing costumes were giving me the sh- quiet down symbol with their hands near their mouths. I put the costume on the floor And the guy came back and tried to stand me up and force me to put the costume on. Nobody moved around me as I said, what kind of church is this? And then the man on the platform said very loudly, this is our church. Meaning this is not a Jesus church. This is a man's church. In other words, a 501c3, and I'm about to talk about that. This is our church, and we make the rules around here. I burst out of the man's grip and ran to the front of the church and said, By questioning the Ten Commandments, you are violating the foundation of Scripture. His reply was that we no longer needed Scripture to live right, but must allow culture to guide us. Sad to say, this is the attitude of many Christians, many churches. I then heard noise from the back of the sanctuary and turned to see the Jesus man walking down the aisle towards me. This is the angel that visits him in the dreams. He said, you can try to keep me out, you can discount my word, but I will not be silent or locked out. He walked past me into the pulpit where he grabbed the speaker's face and pulled it off, which was a mask, the whole time. In other words, many of the pastors, many of the church leaders are also playing games with God. Now a pale demonic face was revealed and there was an audible gasp in the sanctuary. The speaker tried to speak, but Jesus said, you will speak no more. Jesus breathed toward the demoniac and he disappeared in a wisp of smoke. Then Jesus turned to the crowd and said, now listen carefully, as I expose the truth, you will be given the chance to take your mask off. If not, your circumstances will tear them from your face and take your eyes with them. Now, tear them from your face. Meaning, you won't be able to see after that. Meaning, if you don't start getting out of the ways of the world, if you don't get rid of your costume, if you don't quit playing games with God, and sad to say, I'm I'm probably talking to very few of the people that normally follow Prophecy Club. This is normally to the people that would never listen to Prophecy Club. They wouldn't make it five minutes listening to one of these programs. They would never make it all the way through. These are the people that... They want God to do it their way. They want world their way, not God's way. So he tears it from the face and took their eyes with them. You that know the word, know better. And those that never studied my word will stay dressed in a costume and miss heaven. I'll read that again. You that know the word, know better. In other words, those people that are going to church and know the word of God, know that what is being preached from the sermon Preach from the platform, preach from the pulpit is not the word of God. They know that. You that know the word know better, and those that never study my word will stay dressed in a costume. In other words, you'll not know that you're being deceived because you don't know the word. Consequently, you'll miss heaven. Now, before I go on here, if you're a watchman, and if you regularly listen to Prophecy Club, you're a watchman. Matter of fact, I'll say if you've made it this far into this program, you're a watchman. If you're a watchman, we are called to warn the church. Now, you can either warn them face-to-face, maybe by an email, but I have to say the fastest, easiest, most comfortable way for you to warn them is to simply email this on to your friends. Now, if they're not in costume, if they know the word of God, this is not going to offend them. If they're in costume, if they're playing games, or if they don't know God, or they don't know the Word, then yeah, this will offend them, but he's saying this is the time for them to start getting offended. If they don't get offended and get out of that costume, what it's saying is they're about to go to hell. They're about to miss heaven. You that know the Word know better, and those that never studied my Word will stay dressed in the costume and miss heaven, because you chose to remain in ignorance. Even if you hide from the truth, it will confront you, and it will confront you to the front of your face. In other words, we're all going to be tested. There's not going to be a pre-trib. There's not going to be a, a mid-trib. There's not going to be any pre ret There's never a time when we get to go into the heavens, so we avoid a testing. All will be tested. Then he looked right at me and said, It's not too late to warn the body, as there are still many that will hear it. I'll say that again. We need to hear that. We watchmen. We need, this is talking to watchmen. It's not too late to warn the body, as there are still many that will hear it, but woe to those who refuse to listen at this point, meaning we don't have long. As I turned to walk out the sanctuary, it was still full of costumed people. More ushers had come in the back door and were saying, it was time for me to go. I saw people trying to leave through the doors, but they were struggling to get out as the ushers were trying to force them back in. Meaning, when you try to get out of a church that is costumed, if you try to get out from under a pastor that is costumed, if your friends are costumed, it's going to be difficult. Sometimes it's difficult to get out of a church when you know they're not doing it right. I'm gonna talk about that at the end. You want to stay to the end. I'm gonna talk about how to choose a church. The people just push through And then I noticed that the aisle was full of costumes left on the ground, meaning some of them got out of playing with God. I also noticed that there was a lot of seats empty where people had left, but the majority was still seated and masked. Sad. I began to run for the door, not in a fleeing sense, but more to build up speed to knock the ushers out of the way in case they tried to stop me. When I got to the parking lot, I stopped running to talk to a crowd of about 50 people. Now, I think it's interesting. The average church has about 50 people. It's been said that one pastor can only minister to about 50 people. So if your church has one pastor and more than 50 people, then it becomes very difficult to minister to more than 50 people. And I agree with that. When I got to the parking lot, I stopped running to talk with a crowd of about 50 people who were grouped together. Collectively, collectively they asked me, what should we do? He said, I told us to warn the church. I said, he told us to warn the church. So we warned the church. We all ran in different directions. Now, here it is. Here it is. Watch carefully. The sun was setting. I don't think that that's necessarily saying we are in the tribulation, but it's definitely saying that the end is very close. Many of these dreams and visions that have been sent to us over the last couple of years are saying the same thing. We're running out of time. We're running out of time. They ran different directions as the sun was setting all around us. At that moment, the Mission Impossible theme music started playing. And I saw the image of the wick being lit, indicating to me that there was no time to waste. I'll read that again. He told us to warn the church. So if you're watching this right now, you are a watchman. And you are commanded that if you don't want their blood to be on your head, you're commanded to warn others. And one of the best, easiest, simplest ways to warn others is to email this to your friends. I'm saying again, email this to your friends. He told us to warn the church so we can warn the church. All ran in different directions as the sun was setting all around us. At that moment, I heard the Mission Impossible theme music start, and I saw the image of the wick being being lit, indicating to me that there was no time to waste. Now... You might be wearing a mask if you attend church by habit. Same seat, same people. See the same friends, same sermons, and if you don't read your Bible weekly, preferably daily, if you don't fast at least weekly, if you don't pray on your knees, preferably daily, but at least weekly, if you enjoy the world too much, if you have too many worldly friends, you might be wearing a mask. So the point of this dream is, watchmen, yes, it's late, but you're not too late. You will be blocked from entering their attention in a lot of cases, churches, as well as conversations. Most Christians are wearing costumes. Most of them are playing games with God. We watchmen are really the scarecrows. Our job is to wake up those asleep. Demons are preaching, do as thou wilt. Grace allows sin, which is wrong. Most church leadership believes Jesus' church to be our church. They are violating foundations of Scripture. They believe we no longer need Scripture. If you stay in costume, you'll miss heaven. Warn the church because many will listen. Woe to those who do not listen. It will be a struggle to get out of costume, but you must exit. So what do we do? How to choose a church. Now, these are my suggestions and I don't know that I can necessarily say that they're exactly all correct. This is this is my opinion. So I'm going to say how to choose a church. First of all, you should make sure it's a church, not a 501c3 government corporation. How do you know that? Well, if they have a board of directors, that's a 501c3 government corporation. That is not controlled by the man or woman of God. That is controlled by the board. The board hires the pastor fires the pastor, tells the pastor what he is going and what not going to preach. And if they don't say what the board wants, they tie the can to him That's a man-run church, and I would recommend you run, because it's not a God-ran church. And sad to say, probably 90, 95% of the churches out there are 501c3. Next thing is that they're teaching out of another version of the Bible, other than a King James Bible. Keep looking. Truth, not beauty, in building or people. In other words, don't necessarily go to the big fancy building. Matter of fact, you probably don't want to go to the big fancy building. And if it has a bunch of fancy rich people in there, you probably need to keep looking. Because fancy rich people generally are not walking too close with God. Not all the time, but often. Not necessarily a large church. Jesus is not pleased with the American church as a whole. That's what the dream said. So how can a large church be right? Well, it possibly can but it's a whole lot more difficult. Why? Because we've got to please the masses. Don't look for love either. I remember when I, was, uh, when I first started coming out of the world, started saying to Leslie, we need, we need to get in church. So I thought, all right, what do we look for in a church? So I thought, all right, well, if if I feel love, then that's it. Or if I feel accepted, then that's it. Wrong on both counts. You may not feel love. You may not feel accepted. As a matter of fact, you may feel convicted. In a good church, as a matter of fact, I remember driving home when I was in the back seat, didn't understand what was going on at probably four, five, six years old. I remember my mom turned to my dad one time and said, boy, he stomped on a lot of toes today, didn't he? In a good church, there ought to be toe stomping. In a good church, the people from behind the pulpit should not be trying to please the people. If you please the people, you don't please God. Don't let good praise and worship hook you you or drive you away. In other words, you're not going to a church just because it has good praise and worship or if it has bad praise and worship. That's not a reason to leave. Just because you're uncomfortable is not a reason to leave. I'll tell you a story in just i I'll tell you right now. So when we first moved to Lawrence, Kansas, this would have been in 1984, Leslie and I started looking for a church. And we'd heard from several people that this is a real on-fire church, so we went to this church. And we walked in, and they were banging tambourines. <laughs> they, they were waving these streamers around and jumping up and down and singing. We sat down. I I promise, the chair did not even get warm. And I turned to Leslie and I said, do you really want to sit through this? She says, yeah, let's see what's going on. I said, I stood up and I said, I don't, let's leave. That was a mistake. In 20 years of living in the area, I come to find out later that that was actually one of the best churches in the area. (laughs) I made a mistake. So what I'm saying is, If you're uncomfortable, that doesn't necessarily mean that's the wrong place. And if you are comfortable, that may mean that's the wrong place. In other words, it ought to be a church. How do I say this? Some people come to our church, the Spirit Prophecy Church, and they're looking for a church to do it their way or the way they want or the way of the world. And oftentimes, they don't even make it through the sermon. I've seen him literally leave in the middle of the sermon, and I think, well, sad for you. But I'm not trying to please you. I'm trying to please God. You didn't hire me. You can't fire me. I'm scared to death of Jesus. I know exactly what he is capable of, and that is anything he wants to do. And so I'm trying to please him. Matter of fact, that's another thing. You ought to be looking for a pastor that's scared to death of Jesus. Oh, yes, he's love. He's love. There's no question he's love. But if your pastor doesn't know that he is also the righteous judge, keep looking. Matter of fact, that might be a good question to ask your pastor. Just walk up and say, are you afraid of Jesus? Oh, I respect him. Wrong answer. Wrong answer. I don't just respect Jesus. Matter of fact, (laughs) just last night in my prayer closet when I fell to to my knees, When I fell to my knees, I said, Jesus, I'm scared of you. I am. I love you, and I know you love me, but I'm afraid of you. I know what you can do. If your pastor is not afraid of Jesus, keep looking. Because when you got a pastor that's afraid, that knows the strength and the power of Almighty God, they're afraid, and that's what they're trying to do is please him. That's the one you want to look for. Just because you're uncomfortable is not a reason to go to the back. Not, not a re- is not a reason to go back. Good churches often make you uncomfortable and should. Let me say it again. Good churches should make you uncomfortable. They should be challenging you to read the Word, to fast, to pray. And that's another thing. If the church has no one fasting, if you never hear the word fasting, good time to leave. Now, I'd like to be able to tell you that there's lots of other churches just down the street that you'll be able to go to, but I cannot tell you how many emails I get on a pretty regular basis. Hey, I live up here in Timbuktu, Iowa someplace. Can you recommend a church? No. (laughs) No. Uh, There's probably two churches I could recommend. I could count all of the churches if it really thought on one hand that I could recommend. Sad to say, most of the churches, just like this dream is saying, most of them are playing games. So what do you do? It's important that you find a church. Hebrews ten twenty five says, Forsake not the assembling of yourselves together and so much the more as you see the day approaching. It is important that we have a church body fellowship, learning the word, there's lots of reasons. If you're not going to church, now let me choose my words carefully. I'm not trying to offend you. If you're not going to church, you're not doing the perfect will of God. God wants us to be part of an assembly of other believers. And you better fast, you better pray, and ask God to show you the right one. i will tell you right quick, in America, it is hard to find a good church. But I'll give you some things to look for here. Uh, it's, it's, It's hard. Go fast and pray, but get yourself in a good church. Also, it might be that you're going to that church because maybe you can bring some things to that church. Not immediately. Don't walk in there and say, I'm a prophet of God. I'm here to correct you. Okay. Go in to help. Go in to set your Shoes at the feet of that pulpit saying, I'm here to build this church. I'm here to help. I'm not here to correct. I'm not here to criticize. I am here to find out, A, if this is the right church. If it is, then you get busy because that church becomes part of the kingdom that you're supposed to build. You're supposed to build the kingdom of God. We all are. And if that's your church, then you roll your sleeves up, and if the toilet needs fixing, he fix the toilet. My dad did a lot of work around the church, helping the church, because that's what he could do. If you can teach, then teach. Those talents and abilities that God has given you, you put them to work to build that man's ministry or that woman's ministry. Because that's the first thing we have to do, is build the kingdom of God that he's put in the heart of this man or woman, or man and woman, running this church. And you get in there and you help build that church. It took me about 20 minutes to make these two loaves in my kitchen at an ingredient cost of about $12 each. In a time of food shortage and emergency, I'm going to cut each one of these loaves into 14 slices. Eat a slice in the morning. In the afternoon, I'll be satisfied. You want long-term food storage? You want to cut your food costs? Here it is. Eat two whole wheat bread slices daily for about a year for about $800 each. JosephKitchen.com's wheat berries come in a nitrogen-infused seven-gallon pail for long-term storage. Most other emergency food costs about $10,000 per person per year. That's right, about $10,000 per person per year. But at Joseph Kitchen, you could do it for about $1,000 per person per year. Now. To get started at josephkitchen.com, you're going to need a machines package. That's going to give you the grinder, the bread machine, the knife slicer, all you need to make bread, and then you decide how much food you want to get. You want food six people one year, four people one year, two people one year, or just one person for a year, all at josephkitchen.com. About $1,000 per person per year at josephkitchen.com. Use the promo code PROPHECYCLUB. Get you a $50 discount. JosephKitchen.com promo code Prophecy Club for a $50 discount on your first order. CornerstoneAssetMetals.com is where I'll send you if you're thinking about getting gold or silver. I think everybody should have at least a fistful full of gold and a fistful of silver because there could be a time when you pull up to get gasoline and they might not want to take your loaf of bread. But You pull out a gold coin or a silver coin, you're probably able to get anything you want, even if the credit cards are down, even if the dollars are worthless. CornerstoneAssetMetals.com. CornerstoneAssetMetals.com. Next is, I'll send you to EMPShield.com. If you use the promo word prophecy, you get a $50 discount. What is that? Well, it looks like this. This is the one that goes into a car, okay? And you put the red wire to the red side of the battery. You put the black wire to the black side of the battery. And the green one attaches to the body of the car. Then you peel it off right back here. Just peel that off. Stick it inside of the, 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 the engine compartment of your car. And the whole point is when the electricity goes off or when some kind of a suitcase or nuclear, nuclear device goes off, this is supposed to be able to stop that device from destroying every computer chip in your car. Because if every computer chip is destroyed in your car these days, you couldn't possibly replace them through the car. So, EMPShield.com promo code Prophecy.